Uh, exciting day for me. Uh, welcome to this episode of the Lehigh Valley with Love podcast. I'm here with Matt Mitchell of the band Pucifer, and you guys are coming up to the Wind Creek Event Center in on June 3rd to play, but right now you're on tour, so I, you're beginning the tour, so we want to get an idea of how's it going so far? You're only a couple <laughs> dates in. Yeah, a couple dates in. We started in Daytona. Uh, we did Rockville, which went uh, really well. The crowd was really responsive, and the show was, for our first show, I think it was... Um, really good. Then we did St. Pete. Um, and now we're in Asheville today. Um, mm -hmm. and then Sonic Temple coming up in a few days. So and how do, do you have to get yourself revved up a little bit and to, to go on tour, maybe different than when you're simply recording or working on projects? Yeah. I mean, we, we go through, a uh, you know, about a week of rehearsals, just kind of getting the dust off and remembering parts and trying to refresh our brains with, you know, kind of what, what we're supposed to do and then all the the movements and things like that. Cause there's a lot of kind of moving around the stage and knowing where people need to be for certain things. So we, we take about a week to kind of get through that and then cross our fingers and run out there and hope it all sticks. Well, I would imagine the choreography, you know, you're worried about making sure the music's all sounding great and then putting that on top of it. I, of course I'm looking forward to it, but I can understand how it could be pretty tough. Yeah. It's just, it's just, yeah, it's just a matter of, of everyone getting on the same page as to, you know, where they need to be for certain things. And, you know, like I said, a lot of it's just blowing the dust off, you know, parts and things like that, which, you know, just takes a few days. Absolutely. Um, so what can maybe fans expect that's a little different from the Existential Reckoning Tour? This is, of course, in support of Existential Reckoning Rewired. Um, but are there some maybe stage elements or, or things that, you know, people are going to be find new and, and fresh. Yeah. The, um, the stage is a little different. Um, it's a lot of the same songs because it's the same album cycle, you know? So it's, it's, uh, a lot of the existential reckoning stuff and, and then kind of cherry picking, uh, older songs and things like that. Um, you know, anyone that's been to a Pussifer show before knows to not really come with any expectations. Right. Um, and I think you'll be you'll be happier that way, you know. Right. I even like the first two shows. I've already read some, you know, reviews on uh, how great and crazy things have been. So that's always a plus. We're looking forward to it. I read nice. a guitar uh, a Guitar World article where you were talking about the writing process and yeah. you know how you kind of you start out with bits and pieces and then you make that available to uh, Maynard and, and Karina and kind of allow them to go through it. And then you, I think you were calling it three D chess, where you guys are all kind of going through that. How is that different in the the remixing process for you? Do you kind of open up the song file and just go, what can I do here? How is that different? Yeah, so um, as soon as we finish the record and we know that it's we're done with it and we put it to bed, I immediately kind of save off all the different elements that make up each song uh, in anticipation for, you know, handing those out to our friends and having, you know, to have people people's different interpretations of those. Um, for me specifically, it's, it's the challenge is, is that, is that I'm so um, intimate with the song being able to disconnect from that and come at, you know, and try to think of a way to come at it. That's that does it justice and, and yet is, is unique and, and different enough that it is worth putting on a remix record, you know? Right. And clearly, I mean, your hands are all over 
these songs, your fingerprints everywhere. How do you feel about someone else remixing your song? Do you ever go, man, I wish I thought of that. Like it's, it must be neat to hear someone reimagining what you have helped to create. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, everyone kind of has their own voice and everyone's going to put their own spin and, and, you know, at points, yeah, I wish, you know, I wish I sounded like this person or that person, but that's them. And that's why we like them. And, and, and that's the, the, the biggest um, gift of, or pleasure of, of, of doing these kind of things is, is getting to hear what someone else would have done with or, or, you know um, yeah, that's, that's the fun part. Um, one thing for me, I mean, I'm kind of hiding this over here, but during the pandemic, I got way more. I think a lot of people did uh, back into vinyl or, you know, into vinyl for the first time. Um, kind of talking about that. Did you, I read articles about how, you know, this existential reckoning was kind of was recorded during the pandemic, at least partially. Mm -hmm. um, were there elements or things that came out of the pandemic that have changed the way that you um, write music or maybe new things that you you've done because of that time? Not really. I mean, the biggest gain I think was that, that the noise just kind of settled down. So we were able mm -hmm. to kind of focus a little easier. I mean, on the flip side of that, you're also dealing with all the added stresses of the unknown sure. at the time and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I think all that stuff played in, as far as like any sort of like lessons learned of things to do different, I, I don't think so, but um, you know, it was a unique moment in everyone's kind of lives and, and, um, and arts as well. And, and kind of being in the creative process while that was, while going through it, you know, I think is unique and, and um, you know, glad, glad we were able to kind of create something out of, out of a period that was kind of a bum out for most people, you know? Yeah. I'll I mean, I'll tell you what, like, this is one of those, you know, records during the pandemic that was fun a lot of times for me. And, you know, it, it was very helpful. So I appreciate you guys uh, for that. Um, speaking of that, your discography is really varied and deep. Uh, do you have any tracks that you just, you know, maybe besides some of the obvious ones that you just love playing or you, you love getting that response to each time you're out there? Or? Um. I mean, smoke and mirrors is is a good one. That was the story with that is is pretty interesting, at least to me. Um, you know, that song, I was wasn't really happy with the direction of it. It was one of those that at the last, you know, when there was no turning back and it had to be mixed, um, kind of ripped it all apart and rebuilt it. And and um, and I'm proud of the way that one turned out. You know, because because it was one of those that until the last minute, it was really something I wasn't super happy with. Um, and then we did a, a, a kind of a variation of that for, um, for the Billy D and the Hall of Feathered Serpents mm -hmm. uh, pay-per-view. And, um, and that, that, that version I think is, is super cool and really proud of. Um, yeah. I'm sure there's no like straight answer to this. Um, you play so many different types of instruments, but when you're maybe sitting down to write a song or, or you have an idea in your head, what's your first go-to? Do you, do you pick up a guitar? Do you hit the computer? Or is it just wherever you are at that moment? Uh, I try to intentionally change it up because I feel that when I go to, you know, guitar, for example, I always kind of go to my safe spots. I know, you know, and it, and it just starts to feel, I don't know. I, I think that when I, 
when I go to different instruments and it, it, it forces me to kind of think a little differently. So I come up with different ideas. And so I don't, I like to avoid starting with the same thing every time. Uh, and, and going back to that guitar world, I, I read um, is part of the magic of Pucifer is that collaborative effort between you and of course the other members. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, is how, how interesting is that to, uh, one of the things I love about Pucifer is it's so simple yet then so dense and complex once you start right. adding these elements onto it. How is that process between you and, and the other members? Um, I mean, it must be great to to create something. And again, kind of like the mixing goes to see how it all forms when, you, when you're able to take all the parts individually. Yeah, I think it's it works because we all trust each other and we know that that everything's coming from what's best for the song and less about, you know, each individual's um, thing being, you know, the most important right. thing. Um, uh, and, and, you know, being comfortable enough to, to, to throw ideas out there that maybe aren't the best ideas in hopes that someone's going to make it a better idea and, and, you know, and, and just being vulnerable with, you know, with, with parts and with uh, the process um, I think is really cool and, and allows us to kind of float around and, and kind of, you know, pull things out of the ether. And do you write while you're on tour or you're kind of like, Hey, we got to just, we have to perform this stuff. We have a job to do, or, you know, do you still do that while you're together? Yeah. Um, not as a, collective but i think everyone kind of breaks off and and in the moments that they do find free time i know you know speaking for myself mm -hmm. it hasn't happened yet on this one because we're still trying to get get the, the the wheels off the ground but sure uh once once we kind of go into autopilot a little bit you know certainly i if you know any any free time i have i try to try to write and, and you know, kind of finish this up here with the tour itself. You were just getting started. What yeah. are some of your favorite things, you know, being on tour? I know you're, you're headed overseas. You're doing all that. What, what do you look forward to um, looking at all these dates ahead of you? Um, yeah, just, I think everything has their unique challenges, whether it's the size of the venue or, or, you know, weather or um, so it's just, it's, it's fun to, kind of work with with the crews that we have and 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 have the trust in everybody that that everything's gonna you know come out in a you know better than we thought and um you know and just uh embracing the unexpected and um you know trying to make the best of it and hopefully you know putting on a good show for everybody well, I can tell you that we, I know a lot of other people are looking forward to you coming up to, to Bethlehem at the Wing Creek Event Center on June 3rd. So Matt, this has been an honor. It's been great to, to yeah, talk thank to you. you. Um, listen to so much of your stuff. Uh, honestly, we're really looking forward to it and we wish you the best uh, for the rest of the tour. I appreciate it. Thank you so much and see you soon. Thank you. All right, take care. Another big thank you to Matt Mitchell of Pucifer, and they're going to be playing at the Wind Creek Event Center on June 3rd. Big shout out to our sponsors, Molly's Irish Grill and Sports Pub, Michael Bernardin with Remax Realty, WXPN FM, and of course, the Wind Creek Event Center. Thank you guys so much, and we'll talk to you next time.